0: Readers Entertainment Radio presents Book Lights with your host, author Lisa Kessler. Book Lights, where we're shining a light on good books. Hello everyone. Oh my gosh, we made it to 2022. What? Welcome to the first episode of Book Lights for 2022. I'm so glad you're here because we have a returning guest, international best-selling author Catherine Hudson is back with us today talking about urban fantasy, one of my favorite things. So it's going to be a great day. Thanks for tuning in. And if you're listening later, welcome aboard. So if you don't know Catherine, I'll go ahead and read her bio here so you can get to know her. Catherine Hudson has been writing dark fantasy, sci-fi, LGBTQ, speculative fiction since 2000 with her wildly messed up heroes excruciatingly. (laughs) Excruciating circumstances, impossible decisions, and happily never afters, she's a firm believer in piling on the intense action, showing a little character skin, and never skimping on violent (laughs) means to bloody ends. In addition to writing her own dark and enchanting fiction, Catherine spends the other half of her time as a fiction ghostwriter for almost every genre – and as a fiction co-editor for Burlington's Mud Season Review. She is an active member of the Science Fiction and Fantasy Writers of America and the Horror Writers Association. Catherine also lives in Colorado with her husband, their young daughter, and their two dogs, Sadie and Bruce Willis. I love that their dog is named Bruce Willis. I did put a link to her website right there on the blog talk site so you can click that anytime. Sign up for her newsletter so you never miss a sale or a release. And I don't want to delay more. Catherine, are you there? I am here, Lisa. Hello. Yay. Hi. Thanks for coming back. Welcome to twenty twenty two.
1: Right. Woo, we made it. We're still here. We did. Oh, I missed like him. <laughs> It's good. I like being the first guest of the year. That's a little, that seems auspicious. I like it. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah, you're
0: setting the tone for the year. <laughs>
1: oh, boy. And, oh. We're, <laughs> That's more and, and we're bringing,
0: <laughs> right, right, and we're bringing demons. So your your new book is called A Demon's, a demon's Trade, right? And it's a brand-new series for you, yes. isn't it?
1: it you sure want to tell everybody is, why they should um, grab it? Oh, I would love to. This is um book one in my new series, uh, called Bam This She Does. Uh, so if that gives you an indication of <laughs> how how this whole series will plan out for this character. Um, this is actually a a spin off series of my accessory to magic series, which um of course, it's also a dark urban fantasy with a lot of action and, um, very fast paced, go, go, go. Um, I released Successory to Magic last year, all five books, and they did then and continue to do very well right now. Um, so I thought it would be fun to dive into a completely different avenue or, uh, dark alley with lots of shadows and demons, as it were, um, and branch out into um, a new series in the same world, which is super exciting. It's the first time I've done anything like this um, with my own books, at least. <laughs> um, and so, uh, a demon's trade. Yeah, uh, we are introduced to Kali Sullivan, who uh, most human to see her would call her a demon. She is a half-Mawtag. Um, a very demonic type of creature set in uh, this universe. Um, and she is a bounty hunter, but she does not go after um, bad guys <laughs> per se. She is a self-made bounty hunter who tracks down dark artifacts and um, cursed magic and all the really terrible things that are out there in the underground magical world and steals them from people using them and uh, keeps them hidden in her basement so no one can use them. Uh, (laughs) It's a very fun, super fun adventure. Um, She's got a best friend roommate, Heath. They partner together. He's a tech whiz who has a bunch of problems with his own magic, and it's just very fast-paced, dark, yeah she lets her demon side out every once in a while to get what she wants um, and i wish i could I could give more details, but there is a uh, a very big spoiler in here um about oh okay. who specifically Kali is yeah she um she and Jessica Northwood from the Accessory to magic series are um are intrinsically connected through a a mutual acquaintance, i should say, so I'm really excited uh. For my readers and fans of the Accessory to Magic series to dive into Dan, that she does, because there are a lot of um, Easter eggs and connections and uh, questions that didn't get answered in the last series that will be answered in this one. So it's a fun, a fun new project to dive into. Um, the A Demon's Trade, their first book, released on the 28th of December, which um, I now know I will never again be releasing a book between Christmas and New Year. <laughs> But right, um, it right. still worked out very well. Yeah. There was <laughs> there was a lot more we've to all, that than I had bargained for. But yes.
0: <laughs> we've all we've all eventually <laughs> learned that lesson that de- December releases that are close to Christmas are really tough. So <laughs>
1: I know. I I had released um, The Witching Vault, the first book in Accessory to Magic, um, on December tenth of twenty twenty. And so in my infinite wisdom I thought, Oh, hey, it won't be that bad it was just bad timing. <laughs> the release still went very, very well, um, and you know my readers still love the new book. It's great, but it was just—it was too much for me personally. <laughs> right,
0: right, yeah. When you get close to Christmas, it's so hard to. Um, everybody's so busy, and you are so busy, so it's very difficult to find <laughs> the time to really launch something. I I had a book um, come out once. I think it was on December thirtieth. And that was, it was, it was, that was a, okay, (laughs) that was my learning experience. Let's not do this. (laughs) It either has to be the first week of December or let's just wait till January. (laughs) Right.
1: That's the best way to learn though, right? Is by trial and error and more error. Yeah. (laughs) I definitely (laughs) picked that up along the way in the last six years for sure. So I wanted to ask, because Spellcast
0: Gate was the last book in the Accessory to Magic series. Is that the last book in that series?
1: Is that one complete? It is, yes. That series is complete. It wrapped up with the Spellcast Gate. Um, And so it's just five books in Accessory to Magic. Um, And uh, Damn, if she does, I I have planned out to be eight books right now um i'm experimenting with the best lengths for stories and books um but i did i did end accessory to magic and the spell cascade with you know very it was very open-ended um for you know with room for more series in the same universe i loved this universe so much i don't think i'll be putting it down anytime soon (laughs) yay Well, that kind of leads me
0: to the next thing is I, as a reader, I love urban fantasy. As a writer, I really enjoy that too. And for me, a lot of it is the world building, the sinking back in with my friends into this alternate world. And what is it about the world building that you love? Is that kind of, you know, what pushes you in this, in this genre, or do you just like having, you know, the one narrator? What, what draws you to urban fantasy?
1: Mm. Well, I, for the longest time I had never considered writing urban fantasy. Um because it just wasn't it just wasn't in my stable and I was like, oh I'm am a dark epic fantasy, grimdark kind of author and dystopian sci fi, I'm gonna stick with those. Um, but then I, I started ghostwriting urban fantasy and it turned out that um I probably should have started writing it a lot sooner. <laughs> um, one, of, one of the one of the biggest things that made me fall in love with urban fantasy is that I could you know, I could still make it as dark and brutal and violent and bloody and explosive as I love making you know my epic fantasy and grimdark and dystopian sci-fi um, especially, but I can. There's also so much room to add in. Uh, humor, which I I have heard, you know, some authors really love writing humor and some think it's one of the hardest things in the world. I guess uh, it just came to me naturally. So being able to balance, you know, the humor of juxtaposing really intense hardcore magic with, you know, oh, there's a necromancer selling me coffee in the coffee shop, you know, like, is there going to be some (laughs) issue with dead people in my drinks, like that kind of stuff? and just meshing the real world that we all know so very well um, with another sort of magical underbelly hidden realm. Um, and that's been one of my favorite parts of urban fantasy and what makes it, for me, so easy to write. I'm not diving deep down into dark places that I have to stay there for a long time. Um, I can just toss in something completely ridiculous uh, because to me, imagining a world of magic within our current reality is oftentimes quite hilarious. Um, and uh, so that, that that's the biggest thing I think that I enjoy about it so much. And then um, and with this universe uh, specifically, I had so much fun writing the accessory to magic series um, because I got to create new lore as I went, I was learning all about it as Jessica was learning about it. Um, New races. There are a few other more well-known magical races like elves and dwarves and um, and fey and orcs. Um, But I added a few new ones uh, of my own, different types of witches. Um, The Mottogs, like Kali, are (laughs) his... demons. (laughs) Demons <laughs> they are what humans perceive to be demons, um, they're the umbal, which uh, her her best friend Keith is, and they operate within interdimensional planes of existence um, and And then I also got to create um, the Harash, which is the completely other different magical world on the other side of the gateway from the accessory to magic series. Um, the birthplace of magic. The, the world where all the magicals had to cross through in a, a mass exodus to earth um very very fun to be able to you know write about the real world write about things that anybody who reads it will recognize and understand and also write create a completely new world from nothing and so doing it at the same time Very exciting. I already have a framework. I don't have to make up everything from scratch, which is also – that's much more preferable to research, which is the bane of my business.
0: (laughs) Well, and I know as a reader, for me, I enjoy urban fantasy because there is enough real world in there for me to ground myself. It's not quite – as hefty as you know diving into lord of the rings and you're like wait what are they wait where are we wait what is you know there's (laughs) there's not completely different world that you have to learn about plus characters plus what's going on urban fantasy makes it for me as a reader a little quicker to ground myself you know okay we're in los angeles but there's all these clubs (laughs) that are run by elves and orcs and you know and all that kind of thing um that's fun for me too as a writer to play in is you know what if what if these businesses are really owned by you know (laughs) somebody who's not so human
1: right yeah it's 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 been a lot of fun i definitely uh see myself sticking with urban fantasy for quite some time i'm i'm very happy that i discovered it and that i discovered uh enjoying it (laughs) which is the most important thing
0: And are there other genres? I mean, obviously, when you ghostwrite, you're writing in a bunch of other genres. But are there other genres that you would like to put your own name stamp
1: on, or have you? Hmm. I I have been tossing around an idea for a a fantasy western mashup. It's been on the back burner for a while. Um, Yes, and. A so fantasy that would be western would that be sounds fun. amazing, yeah <laughs> it would be fun fantasy western you know uh I guess this would be the only the only um the genres, maybe with a little bit of like military thrown in there for fun um one of my brothers is a uh paratrooper and the 82nd Airborne Division in the Army. So I have access to a lot of really great information there. <laughs> um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I've been passing that around for a while. Yeah, it's, it's very cool. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what comes of that idea. There's not much more I can say about it there. But um, beyond that, I think I think uh, urban fantasy and grim dark epic and dystopian sci-fi are probably where I will stick to the most. And then, of course, you know, I can't ever for certain because I never thought I'd be writing urban urban fantasy either so you never know <laughs> so um you've been doing this since
0: 2000 and I know our listeners are always curious of what your publishing journey is and since you do a lot of ghostwriting I'm guessing that your journey is very different from you know the traditional find an agent find a publisher or self-publish or whatever do you tell me kind of how your publishing journey came
1: to be absolutely Um, I I did start writing in 2000 um, and my uh, publishing journey didn't officially start until quite some time after that. Um, I uh, went to the University of Colorado at Boulder um, for a bachelor's in creative writing fiction. So I was accepted into that program that helped um, solidify my desire to continue writing paired with okay I can actually do this it's I've been validated by <laughs> academic <laughs> right. been validated because, by this piece of paper um, <laughs> <laughs> right yeah um and but I've always known that I wanted to write full time and I feel so fortunate um to have gotten to the point where that's what I'm doing now um so in in 2015 is when I published my first book, and that was um, Daughter of the Dragon. queried this book to, oh, I had like 116 rejection letters um, tucked away from that one, which was a fantastic <laughs> learning experience. And then I realized, okay, so nobody wants this book, which is fine. This, this book that is uh, The Jungle Book Meets Kill Bill with Dragons, like, how does no one want to? Wow, that's it, fine. Um, yeah, it's, it was it was fun, exciting. Sounds amazing. It was my very first book, you know, my my baby. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, so I decided to um, go the self-publishing route, which I discovered over the the first two years of um, my publishing journey. that, at least for me, there is a difference. Um, between self-publishing and being an indie author or an indie publisher, um, and so when I when I first published Daughter of the Dragon, I had I did everything myself, um, and I went through four different covers for that book. Um, the first three were terrible, <laughs> um, but when I when I released that first book in October of 2015 um after having all these rejection letters um it actually did very well and for you know a first book by someone who had no idea what they were doing in terms of publishing um <laughs> and i i, I released a sequel um about seven months later and when i released that second book daughter of the dragon jumped up to i mean it was like number 400 in the entire Kindle store at the time for about a month-ish, which was really fantastic. Um, And it leapt leapt to the top of a bunch of charts, and this was in 2015. So things are a little bit different now. Um, But that was pretty huge for me, where I had taken my very first book that um, was rejected by all the agents and publishers, who were even remotely um, likely to pick it up or accept it, that genre. Um, And then it it did so well after the release of my second book um, that I started to feel like, okay, this is maybe the right path for me to to go the indie author route. Um, And so I continued writing with the um, intention of still kind of using – The indie author route is like a back burner, last resort kind of thing. Um, And then I I wrote uh, Sleepwater Beat, which is the first book in the Blue Helix series, and it's LGBTQ plus dystopian sci-fi. Queried that as well to a bunch of Asian publishers. Nobody wanted it. Um, So then I released that in, oh, it was the end of 2018. And that book became my first international bestseller, and it got a bunch of awards, um, international book awards. It was a um, finalist in science fiction, and it won two or three other awards that year. Um, And in 2018, I also wrote and published um, the Unclaimed Trilogy, which at that point that trilogy was pretty much uh, a challenge for myself. Um, it was about, uh, my daughter was a little over a year old at the beginning of 2018 when I realized, okay, if I don't commit to writing a certain number of words every single day, um, I'm going to probably never write anything ever again. <laughs> so, um <laughs> So uh, I set myself a goal of a thousand words a day, Monday through Friday, no matter what. And I did that consistently for the whole year. I finished Sleepwater Beat, and I completed and published an entire trilogy. Um, And I think that was the the moment that I realized I could make this a viable, sustainable thing for myself, um, as long as I stuck to a schedule. And holy cow, it was possible to write three and a half books in a year with a very small child. Um and then <laughs> at at the end of, of twenty eighteen I also found ghostwriting and I just stumbled into that. I watched a webinar um given by someone who had been a ghostwriter and then who was this sort of did a boot camp kind of thing for people who wanted to break into ghostwriting and that's when things really took off for me. Um I had a uh, my <laughs> my very first contract for ghostwriting was to write eighty thousand words in thirty days. Um and oh. I said, Yeah, sure, no problem, I can do that. And yeah, as soon as I as soon as I um uh you know, agreed to this project. That was a lot of I, words in one month. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially when uh, when I had never done that before. I didn't know if I could do it. But I did it. I finished it. Um I did not work again with that same client because it was paranormal romance. And that is when I learned at the time, paranormal romance was not for me. Um, I have since grown <laughs> in the last, uh, three years, but, um, yeah, so I, I started and I started ghostwriting and, um, the, you know, projects and repeat projects with repeat clients just kept going. Um, my current clients now I've been working with for two years at least. Um, And so that is how I have been able to write full time all day, every day. Um, My husband's a stay at home dad. And so he's homeschooling our daughter. And like I mentioned before the show, he's the one going out of the house, (laughs) running all of our errands, running our lives, making sure that things don't fall apart while I'm, in my office lost in different worlds. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, right now I write about three books a month for my clients and uh, a book of my own every five to six weeks. Um, and when I released the first book in the Accessory to Magic series, um, The Witching Bolt, that for me marked a defining moment of um, finally after five years learning that you know, the indie author route and indie publishing is 100% viable as, um, as a source of income. So uh, some things are changing. Some really great things are happening in 2022, some big changes. I will be moving my schedule around to be writing less, publishing more of my own stuff, and uh, generally <laughs> enjoying life outside of my office a lot more (laughs) what what you're gonna be away from your keyboard (laughs) I know I might I might have some serious issues I didn't say stop writing I'm not going to stop no that's for sure
0: no but you're gonna be able to stretch out your arms and legs a little
1: bit yes yes like (laughs) I I I'm very much looking forward to only five hours of writing a day if that that's what it's, I'm almost there. I can taste it. Um, yeah. There's, there's my journey. <laughs> oh, very cool. Well,
0: from all these books that you've written, is there any character that you wish you could be that, that is closest to, you know, who you who you would wanna
1: be? Oh. So I wish I could be... That's a very interesting question. I absolutely love all of my... Even the terrible ones, um, probably because they're so terrible. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think I would want to be any of my characters ever. Like, I, do, I don't envy them, their lives or their situations <laughs> um, or their abilities or powers. Uh I, <laughs> That's so. You thumped me, Lisa. Um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> people well, always ask me I always if I if if
0: I would want to be a character in my books, and I always go, "No, the body count's too high in my
1: books. I don't want to be a character <laughs> <Yeah>. there." Um, <laughs> but, yeah. too much but I always ask, you know. Way too much guilt. Right? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Yeah. Oh, good. So I don't feel so bad that I'm not the only one who's like, no, no, keep my characters away from me, please. <laughs> it's good. Oh, right, right. Yeah, my characters are a little scary. Um, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. So in that's all tough. that time that you're constantly writing, do you ever have time to read? Are there urban fantasy series that fire you up to, you know, take it to the next level? Or do you have favorites out there? Mm-hmm.
1: I, you know, have only just recently started breaking into reading urban fantasy, which I know is interesting. I started writing it first. Um, <laughs> nothing right now comes to mind. I'm trying to think of urban fantasy. Actually, the the very first book, um, this urban fantasy that I read that kind of opened my mind to the genre years and years ago was um, Neil Gaiman's. Um. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's so terrible. I can't even remember the name. Um. Oh, like American let me Gods or? It. it it wasn't American Gods, but I had read that. It was um. Uh, never. It, oh, now Never more. So silly. Um. No. Isn't it never Oh, maybe it was. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was just in my head. It went right back out. But Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman definitely broke me into the genre. Um, I mean, every I love everything he writes. And um, the Sandman series as well was um, novels, not novels specifically. Neverwhere. Um, Neverwhere. Wear, never wear. You had the first word There correct. we go. Neil Gaiman's Neverwhere. I wear. did. Yes, thank <laughs> never you. Neverwhere. Yeah, it was never. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um that one and that, that one, the story really stuck with me. The title obviously did not. <laughs> um, I, I do find time to read, which is insane. Even to me that I do most of the time it's during a break in my day or right before I go to bed. Um, right now I'm, I'm reading uh the name of the wind by Patrick Rothfuss and it's not urban fantasy at all, <laughs> but I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Um, Oh, that's nice. I also hope to be reading a lot more in the future. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's now that you're going to have a little more time. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Well,
0: really quick before, before we run out of time, what's next for you? What can people look for next?
1: Ooh, the rest of the Damned If She Does series. Um, book two, a Demon's Craft will be out uh, middle of February this year so there's not too much longer to wait um, and right now I'm just focusing on this April series and getting that out in um, 2022. <laughs> but I, yeah that's what's going on right now. Those are my projects. I do also have um, a, a really exciting uh, dark paranormal romance book releasing next week uh, it's a co-authored book with rebecca rebecca hamilton excuse me that's called the vampire's captive um oh. first book in the immortal viking series yes and the the book that made me realize i can actually write paranormal romance that comes out um oh my gosh no that comes out tomorrow <laughs> so, oh my gosh um, wow so everyone run out and grab the nice vampire's captive Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it's very exciting, very dark, uh, fairly steamy, so that's also a fun new adventure there. (laughs) Yeah,
0: oh, very cool. Well, it's been so great having you back on, and everyone go grab those books, and gosh, I hope you enjoy having a little extra time on your hands in the future. Hope 2022 (laughs) is great.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on, Lisa, and Happy. Yeah, 20. thanks Thank you for coming all. Well. Thank, Thank
0: you. you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us on BookLights. Be sure to connect with us at www.readersentertainment.com for articles, blogs, videos, and podcasts that matter to readers.